0: Real quick, right off, I just want to make one correction. At the beginning of the last episode, I said Michael had been doing tree work since the 60s. He's actually been doing tree work since the 70s. So, sorry about that, Michael. Uh, That was just one dyslexic tree guy's mistake. With that, then let's shift over to this next episode. This next episode, we kind of go back more towards some of our older episodes I'd like to thank Johnny for coming on and just talking trees with us for a while. We uh, had a great conversation that went down the wildlife road and squirrels and all kinds of different stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoy. We always like your feedback because uh, that helps us make a better podcast for everybody to listen to. So any, any thoughts that you got on your mind, please uh, send them our way. We're at treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us emails or you can just reach out on the social medias and uh, Facebook or Instagram. Just search Podcast, and we should come up. Make sure to share with a friend. Just click on the little share button on whatever app you're listening to. Text it to a buddy that you might think likes it. Maybe bring it up at work and see what your uh, fellow uh, tree people think of it. And without further ado, I'm going to take care of some business, and then we'll get right to it. This podcast is for
1: informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast who will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unspeakable cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast.
2: Yo, the Tree Thinkers, uh, Andrew. What's up, man? This is Jake the Rake. Did you get those postcards I sent you? I was thinking of a little collab. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, got, I just listened to that last Tim Kovar episode, and dude, you got your slow flow was remarkable on that intro. Just that smooth delivery, the baso profundo. Like, I don't know, man. It just—it's so soothing to my soul. It's just lovely, um, but it made me think of some. Some bands, band names that maybe we should get together and, and spit some fire. You know what and some beats. It seems like you know what's up there. Uh, I mean, that Tim guy said something too that kind of stuck in my head. I, obviously, the most important thing is a name. Um, he said like, uh, what does he what did he call it? His uh, his inboard, onboard. Technicians, like that sounds cool. I think, oh no, no, it was, um, oh, the facilitators, yeah, the facilitators, on board facilitators. That sounds cool to me. I don't know, just sitting, you know, but, um, maybe you're in the shower. Are you in the shower or like the bath or something? I mean, this is, I called Jamie a couple times. My mom let me use her phone. Now I'm using my phone card to get your number. So Jamie gave me your number. Hope that's cool. But I was like I was Jamie's number on speed dial when my mom put me use her phone. She's, she's like number two, I think. And I says to him and then dad's number one. So I I mean, you know how it goes. So maybe uh, maybe you get at me, dog. I'll will uh, I'll be just kicking it, you know. Um but yeah, love the last episode. I'll see you in real life. Peace. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess uh, me and Jake have a little collabo to do coming up. We'll have to see how that goes. (laughs) Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this episode, we've had some really good interviews. We've had a lot of fun talking to people, but we're going to kind of change, shift gears a little bit here and just get into a little bit of a random episode and just kind of tell some stories from the field and see how everybody's doing. So before we get too far in it, I'm Andrew. I'm Corey. Jamie I'm Johnny and uh we're back again I'd like to thank Johnny for coming on and uh spending some time he's uh Robin wasn't able to make it but Johnny's crushing it in the field at Sperry right now um so I'm sure he's got some stories from the field and a great perspective to share uh before we get too far into it what stories do we got let's just get straight into stories from the field Who's
3: got one to go
0: first?
1: I guess I'm going to go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, um, I guess it's kind of a stories from the field. Um, so recently I went to um, North Carolina and visited some, a high school friend of mine, Spencer uh, and Julia, who put me and my wife up there while we were there. Uh, spent a whole week with them. Um, and this has been my first time that I've ever been in the South. Um, I did some some tree work for them while I was there. Climbed some uh, some great trees like uh all you guys who live down in the south, like you guys have some really cool trees, um, but yeah. Uh, while I was there, I did some work in like a shagbark hickory, and uh, I think it was an eastern juniper. Um, really, really humid down there. Like it's, uh, it's it's a different kind of humidity than here. Like yeah. I, it it was, like I thought I thought it was humid here. Yeah. And then I went down there, and it was like only eighty degrees, and I think I was working at like one or two. And I was just drenched in sweat.
0: Oh, it's and a different beast down it, there. It is
1: just very different.
3: Probably yeah. didn't pee all day. You're just sweating No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. just walk outside yeah. and you're just fucking drenched in sweat.
0: Yeah. It was you just pee through your skin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's urea. There's urea in there too. Um, but yeah, uh, did that. And then we went and saw the uh, Angel Oak, which is in just outside of Charleston in Southern California, Car- Southern Carolina, uh, which is just, we were in Charlotte area. Um, and that's just like a hop, skip, and jump across the border. And you're there in uh, Charleston. Saw the angel oak, which was just, it was really incredible. Um, just how many, um, like, reiterations it had, how it would, like, lower these. The, it was So it's a Quercus, Virginia, and a, a live oak, right? And it has all these branches that it will, like, grow down into the ground, and then they'll kind of, like, pop back up. Like, some of them actually burrow under the ground. I don't know if they actually, like, re-root in the ground, um, or if it's just like a kind of a support thing, but like just ancient branches that are just like growing. It, it's it really incredible. And obviously it's been, it's had some help. It's got like a bunch of uh, supports. It's got a bunch of um, cables up in it. It's had a bunch, like a bunch of tree work in there. And that would, uh, that's my next, uh, next bucket list is to go and climb the angel oak, which I know will actually <laughs> will never actually Amen. happen.
0: Hey, yeah. You never on, know. Yeah, put it, know. it on your vision board at home, and maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, that's so cool. That's one. That's definitely one of those bucket list trees. You know, there's not just species, but like that individual, individual tree, tree is one of those ones I've been seeing pictures of, and just yeah, one love to climb it. Mm-hmm. Again, not going to happen. No. Just would love you know to go see it, man. I'm jealous.
1: Yeah, no, but it was great. I mean, it was it was kind of in this it was on the property of all this old like parish church thing, right? And then there was a, I think it was a city park that was attached to it, and like the city had bought the property. There were a bunch of people there, which was, you know, I'm not a big people person, so that wasn't great. But it was awesome to see the tree. I didn't get like a, I got to touch it, but I didn't get like a special moment with it or anything. Excuse me. Um, but they had done some good protection stuff. They had put like mulch rings down around it, so they you know kept the compaction down to a minimum. They You know, there were signs everywhere that said, you know, don't touch, don't climb on the tree. Don't, uh, you know, wander around the tree. Cause it's pretty easy. You could literally just limb walk right up to the, 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 like the main scaffold branches on it. Cause it's basically like a staircase because the branches just dive right down. Um, so yeah, that was a really cool experience. Another one, um, was the Middleton Oak, another Quercus, uh, uh, Virginiana live Oak. And that was in, uh, just outside of Charleston heading back to, uh, Charlotte, and that one was on an old plantation. This one was like, they estimate 900 to 1,000 years old, which it was probably about the same diameter as the angel oak, but it had a bunch of failures on it because it was uh, on this plantation. So Middleton Place is, uh, I think they said, one of the oldest established gardens in the United States that was based after like European garden and stuff. So it's like manicured lawn all around it. It's kind of like on the outskirts of, of the... Gar- or it's like along the, the periphery of the garden, right? So it's not like a main central point of the garden, mm-hmm. um, but it's along the periphery. So it's had, I have to imagine that they had like pruned the branches up over time. And that's probably why it had all those failures because the branches didn't, weren't able to like reach down into the ground and then kind of help oh, stabilize Oh, to get them. clearance so for the plants. Exactly. Uh, clearance for the plants and clearance for the uh, lawn to like mow it and stuff. So it had, on one side, it had two or three pretty sizable failures. Um, but then on the the side towards the river and then the side uh, that kind of went parallel to the river, there was one big reaching limb parallel to the river. And then one that went down towards the river that had like a brace on it, but just incredible trees down there and seeing, um, yeah, it was a head trip, like seeing uh, like sweet gums and willow oaks and uh, you know, the, uh, the pines that they have down there, like seeing them in their natural habitat, like here you see them and, uh, I mean, sweetgum is kind of a dirty word in Oregon, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just horrible trees here. But like seeing them there, it's like you can, yeah, you understand why why they brought them over here because they, I mean, they look pretty cool in the, in the natural environment. And then willow oaks, like we don't have very many willow oaks here. I think in my career, we've worked, I worked in like five, maybe, willow oaks. But there it's just like willow oak, willow oak, willow oak, willow oak. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy.
3: So the sweetgums. Did you see them in the, in the urban environment, like as a street tree All and how, how, what was the structure like there? Is it similar to here or is it more like,
1: I mean, it was, it was similar to here. They're uh, you know, they're very pyramidal Mm. in their natural environment. It's more like a, it's almost like a conifer growth pattern, you know, again, just very pyramidal, very uh, nice, clear central stem. The branches do grow kind of up more, um, but they're just not, they grow fast obviously, but it's, it's just not the same as here. Like they just don't.
0: So is it like a like a Don Redwood? Kind of, yeah. Where you got this central trunk and the big long branches that kinda come up come off and go up?
1: Yeah, kind of like a cross between a Don Redwood and a um a um DDR cedar, kind of. With oh, the okay. with the reiteration yeah. to kinda grow
4: up. Yeah. Like yeah. It,
1: it's somewhere somewhere in between those two.
4: Right. They seem like great trees when they're, you know, twenty years old and then once they're past twenty years old they get all sorts of tops and reiterations and
0: failures failures
3: Failures,
1: (laughs) the inevitable failures yeah i
0: have a buddy that i cut a big sweet down for in his front yard and he had sprouts coming up and he's like what should i do i was like well you can grind the stump if you want i was like or just select the best sprout let it get to about 20 30 feet tall i'll come out we'll fell it and then we'll let another sprout come up and get you know like you know keep it manageable it's still a beautiful fall color Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, one of the other species that was really weird seeing, it, it's not it's an invasive, but seeing it in like just popping up everywhere was the silk tree. Um, oh, uh, okay. Uh, mim- uh, mimosa. mimosa tree, yeah. But you just like you'd be driving down the freeway and you'd see mimosa tree, mimosa tree. Like here it's like they're short-lived trees and they like they just have to, everybody who owns one, I feel like they just really protect the tree because it's, you know, it just doesn't live very long and it's like this gorgeous tree and all that stuff, but there you just see them and they're like, you know, just weeds basically. It was
3: it was interesting. So it is just a short-lived tree here, right? You always see them. Yeah, this would yeah. die back all over. Yeah,
1: it, they're like 20 years old, I think, is like an old silk tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, not, they're pretty weedy. They're oh.
3: gorgeous, but yeah. they're pretty weedy. So it, do you know much about the silk tree? Because it looks like the Jacaranda, it, uh So
1: I know it comes, I don't know what its relation is to that tree. I know it comes from Persia. I want to say, like the Middle East, Persian area. It, that's where it originally came from, and then they they brought it over, probably to Europe, and then obviously made the jump across the the ocean, and then it's kind of become invasive over here, especially in the Southwest, Midwest, East Coast area. Mm. It's not it's not as invasive over here, but um, yeah, over east it seems to be.
3: It's um, like our elanthus. It's okay. like our elanthus, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Yeah>. except <laughs> not as shitty because elanthus Alan- <laughs> has to be the worst tree ever.
3: Or yeah, they don't probably don't get as big as an ilanthus. No, no yeah. no, yeah, yeah,
1: no. Old growth ilanthus. Yeah, <laughs> five years old, six hundred feet tall.
3: <laughs> cool, man. That sounds awesome. And I'm sure everyone has seen pictures of the angel oak. And if not, we'll put it on Instagram or. Facebook or whatever. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some up on our Instagram. Or just
0: go look it up. It's a cool tree. Yeah. Probably like a virtual tour or something. There's gotta be. There's gotta be. Yeah. It's it's the age of the internet. I've seen posts of the Angel Oak probably three or four times since you've been you know, it's one of those things now that I'm thinking about it, I just and that's because a lot of my, you know, algorithms for my Facebook is sending me tree pictures. That being said, it's it's out there. We'll put the pictures you took up on our account, but yeah, Google it.
5: Yeah, cool.
0: did and so uh, was there any other tree related stuff on that trip?
1: I mean, there was a bunch. I was uh,
3: I was drunk for a lot of it though. So yeah,
0: perfect. So it's, it's it's coming back. Come on, in on. give
3: us the dirt. <laughs> it's, oh no, it's, it's coming
1: back in in uh, fog. You know?
3: Yeah, uh, you went to a NASCAR race. What kind of trees did you see around <laughs> yeah. the uh, um,
1: uh, Fortis? drive fasticus there wasn't there wasn't any trees around yeah. yeah somehow i think uh, you know that much pollution tends to kill it yeah, right. yeah. That, w- that was a unique experience though first nascar race ever yeah it was pretty cool
0: so they don't have any like trees you know lining the raceway <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. believe it or not, yeah. not. <laughs> worst, idea, worst ever. idea ever first yeah. and only nascar race or
1: uh i mean if i'm if i'm back there and I'm with buddies. I'm, I'll, I'll do it again. I mean, I yeah, just, I just drank a lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like what you do. I'm not there for the race. Yeah. I'm just there for the alcohol. And it, it's it part was. of the redneck
3: Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there was no wreck though. So yeah, no, I, it, it's not my last one. There's I'll, no I'll no go. Cra- <laughs> there's there's <laughs> no crash. If, the, if there was a crash there, then, then it could have been my last one. But yeah, I got to see the crash. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Yeah. I guess, uh, I did my first cat rescue today, like just right before I came over here. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Nice.
3: Yeah. I've had a call before, but they ended up just being like, oh, no, it came down or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it never ended up happening. But today I went and did it. And uh, I guess I'll just walk you through it. I got there and it was in a a fir tree, not very tall fir tree, maybe like 60 feet or something, kind of skinny. And we have to go down their hill in their backyard through all this like blackberry thicket, like covering your head. There's little hobbit hole kind of things through there. Carry it all in here. We get to it. And my throw ball shot was like, there's no room to do anything. So I like hit the, hit the low branch awkwardly, just like moving rope on up to this cat. And then I was thinking my th- thought at first when I was pulling up was like, I should put a long sleeve on just in case this cat's scared. Like who knows how they're going to act, you know? Oh yeah. He but I got go. down there and I didn't have it. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to hike back through that. <laughs> yeah. got my line set and, uh, the owner was there and she was kind of talking to the cat the whole time. And I got up there <coughs> just nice and slow, kept talking to it the whole time. I had some food for it and everything. And you could tell it was just like, obviously curious, like what the heck is going on? What, like, who is this? But then when I got up there, like talking to it, it was just like, Oh yeah, uh, you're, you're going to help me. I'm going to come down to you. It was like, Oh, to that's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it went into the rope bag, like no problem. It's better Came when they down. don't,
1: it's better when they don't fight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I was, I was nervous. Um, being the first one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Went to the rope bag, no problem. Brought it down. They took the rope bag inside. The cat had been up there for two days. So it was just, uh, ready for some food and water. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well,
0: that's the thing about cat rescues. You should leave them up there for a couple days. Because one, that's part of a lot of times it's young cats that go up the trees. And, uh, part of it is learning how to get back down you know, and if they can't get down after a couple nights and they need help, but it's also uh, a lot easier when they're tired and realize they want you to help them down. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, I was worried like, could this cat like just get scared and jump, you know,
0: I've had it happen. Yeah. Oh, I I had a cat jump from probably like 50 feet up, 50, 60 feet up. And that thing, it like, well, it didn't jump. Yeah. I was like, I had to climb a tree next to it because it was up at the very top of the cedar tree. And so I climbed up. There's a big fir tree next to it. So I climbed up in that fir tree and kind of came down, was able to jump over and kind of grab the cedar tree that it was in. And it was just so freaked out. And so I just kind of sat there and talked with it for a while and, you know, get a little bit closer and it back up and get a little closer and it back up. And finally, it just was like it backed like it was high enough and it tried backing up onto this limb and it just kind of fell off the limb. It couldn't balance anymore. Oof. And it just like, it was the look of terror on a cat's face <laughs> as it's grabbing to try to grab something as it goes. And it just went down, hit the ground and just took off at a full speed sprint. Huh. I mean, cats can land from pretty high. It's uh, it, you know, it was totally fine. They've, you know, it took off and I didn't see it again, but uh, the, the homeowner said that they uh, found it, you know, hanging out in its favorite spot, and it was 100% fine. But, yeah, that was the the one time I've had a cat get away from, you know, going that route, and I felt so bad coming down. And, you know, after the cat fell, <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh, man, I'm I'm really sorry. I I swear that's never happened before, <laughs> you know. But but it sounds like you had a, a successful rescue. Yeah, it
3: was a cool experience. Like, I mean, they were so happy to get the cat down to, the the – woman and her kid you know in tears and stuff and i don't know just you felt like the hero oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah take that take <laughs> yeah. that firefighter yeah yeah <laughs> show up with my protos looking like a power ranger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so moral
4: of the story is the sweet talk right yeah oh yeah, yeah. like i talked the cat intentionally sweet talk, yeah.
3: real slow i'd stop every now and then like hey kitty you know hey sweetie like hey you're a good climber you got yeah. all the way up here yeah, yeah. Did yeah.
0: did you get its nickname its name's Blair. Okay, you know. so that that's what I always ask if they have some of its food. Yeah. You know, and like, like it's like you call it like you know, when you're calling it to come cuddle are you you know, "Hey Blairy, Blairy, Blair," you know, yeah. which is funny cuz you'll be up in the tree like, "Come here, princess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come here. <laughs> come here, sweetie, 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 yeah. sweetie." You know? <laughs> but that, that's what you got to do. You got to sweet talk them. Yeah.
1: Did you, uh, did you use a pillowcase or did you just a rope bag? Rope bag. Nice. Notch. nice. Rope bag. Not notch rope bag. <laughs> not Notch for the win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the pro cat rescue people, at least some of them will sew a glove into a pillowcase. So they'll be able to grab, you know, put their hand through it with a glove, grab the back of the cat's neck and then invert the pillowcase around them. Mm. And then just, you know, or they'll have the uh, canvas bag, not a pillowcase. So they'll invert the canvas canvas bag, pull the pull string, and just hook it to their harness and bring them down.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. But this cat was like, "Oh yeah, save me!" Like yeah. here, so I just you know grabbed her with two hands and gently put her in the rope bag. Yep. But yeah, I probably should have had long sleeves. and probably should have expected.
0: <laughs> you, know? you never know. I've had them that were like real freaking out. Where you know, I'm glad that I had something to grab and invert around them but i've also had them like you're saying where they just wanna come down and i had one that just like grabbed onto my chest not with claws but just wanted to be on my chest mm-hmm. and so i had this big carhartt jacket on so i just zipped the carhartt jacket over the cat nice and it was yeah, just yeah. cuddled up on my chest and i just descended it down i was like you know it's gonna i'm going to spook it or something's going to go wrong if i move it so i was just like zip let's go <laughs> so
3: the ones who are freaked out are they like hissing at you like on your way up
0: they're just meowing yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, all kinds of stuff. I, I had one where one of the people in the company had gone up before me and like chased it up higher and higher in the tree oh, and, and the cat peed on him, oh, and <laughs> stuff, which was funny. I don't know if they, the cat was just really relaxed by the time I got there, you know, and it was out of pee. <laughs> maybe it was, <laughs> but it was the kindest cat to me. Like I went up and I was like I was like, Oh no, I gotta go climb this tree and the cat already pissed on the last guy and it's like freaking out. And I went up there and it was definitely kinda of like you know, kind of freaking out, but it ne it didn't flip that urine switch. You know, it didn't <laughs> it didn't turn the corner and I was able to that was one where I grabbed the back of the neck and just inverted it around a, a bag and you know.
1: But nice. Yeah, it's not um the last animal rescue I did was actually for the, um, the raptor society here in town. Had you, you've done one with them before,
0: right? No, I, I haven't. I've, no? you know, yeah.
3: Oh, uh, no, I did some work at the, you did the, some work, uh, right. Raptor center. Yeah, I've worked
0: I at the raptor center, but not like gone and got, got the raptors. I, I've gotten some calls when I was busy, but it, it's ne- never got a call when I was able to respond to it. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, the last w- well, actually, the last one I went to was uh, an osprey that got tangled up in fishing line, and they they found it before I like I was halfway there, and then they took a picture of it. And it was like hanging upside down. It was it was dead. Like, oh uh, no! Yeah, yeah so I, I didn't make it in time for that one. But the one before that was a an owl, barn owl, I think. I don't know what kind of owl it was, but it was um, it was a young nesting owl, and it had jumped out of the nest prematurely, and it wasn't ready to like you know. It wasn't ready to be out on its own. It couldn't fly or anything. So we had to, two days before that, uh, one of my coworkers had gone out there and had put the owl back up in there and then it jumped out again and then I had to go back out and then uh, like take it up in a rope bag and like just very gently, like you couldn't, you had to be like below the nest and you had to have your time point below the nest and then you had to like very gently like push the bag up and over and then let it come out on its own back into its nest because if it saw you or if it, like, it, it, they're, like, really, really skittish, and they're really, like, they can get spooked really yeah. easy. And if they're, you know, 60 feet up in the tree, that's really bad for now. That can't really fly. So you had to, like, be really, really careful with it in the bag. And I, th- I swear I sat there for, like, half an hour, like, just lifting the bag. Like, I was in position, but just half an hour of, like, just lifting the bag and trying to get it to, like, hop
0: out onto the oh. nest. It was... I just picture you up there like, this is your home, stupid, go home. <laughs> and,
1: and, uh, Scott Altenhoff was on the ground and the, all the homeowners were there. So like, if I drop this fucking hell out of this tree, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am, I am never going to live this down. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You know, uh, that reminds me, uh, on that. We talked about it a little bit on the last climb or on the last episode, but we did that big, uh, climb with David Anderson from canopy watch. Yeah. And, uh, Uh, Shout out to David if you're listening. He's hopefully going to be able to come on to one of these episodes. And one of the things that they do is uh, help teach arborists. Or I don't know if they're doing it or if it's just something he was talking about that he wanted to do. But set up some trainings to help train arborists in how to uh, handle raptors and birds and, you know, rehome them. You know, the idea is, like, help teach biologists to climb trees and then have biologists help teach arborists how to... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, So so... I I look forward to that conversation and learn more about it.
3: Yeah. Go get that training too. That's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go check out canopy watch and see what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. You have any like super interesting
3: rescue stories?
0: Um, Not that I can think of. Oh, just not getting beat on. Yeah, not getting, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, the real successful rescue isn't super interesting. Yeah. You know, you just kind of go up and you sweet talk the cat a little bit and you give it pets and you give it love and you bring it down and everybody's happy.
3: I got called for a drone rescue once
0: interesting yeah and
3: nice. then i think i was on my way and called
0: him and he's like you know what i just climbed up there and got it like, oh, all right man <laughs> good on you wouldn't it be funny though if you showed up and there's a drone like 20 feet up a fur that was just like a ladder
3: you know? <laughs> guy laying there at the bottom.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too high man it's too high
4: oh man yeah yeah
0: have you done any uh cat rescues johnny
4: yeah, I did one cat rescue for a buddy uh, in his ash tree. It was only about thirty feet maximum. And uh, I think it just kinda clung on to me. Yeah. I tried, I tried I tried to put it in the bag, but it kinda just like parachuted, you know, and just like stiffened up with its arms out and but on the on the cat note it reminds me of this podcast I listened to probably last summer. Uh, it's a study about cats jumping out of balconies from high-rise buildings, and actually, uh, cats that jump from nine stories and higher are more likely to survive than like five to eight stories,
2: Whoa. because
4: they oh. hit terminal velocity uh. and they have time to relax and they just bounce off the ground.
3: Wow,
1: <laughs> that makes that makes sense because so when uh, when I was growing up, we had some neighbors who had some really big dogs. And one of our cats got into the neighbor's property and then they chased it up to a fir into a fir tree, right? And then it fell out of the fir tree and it like broke like its arm really, or leg really, really badly, right? Like had to have pins in it and everything. And I hear like a cat falling at 50 feet out of a tree and I'm like, well, how does that, why didn't didn't this cat like do that? But I guess that that makes sense. It must have just been like just at that right distance where it was like.
0: Cool. (laughs) And it probably gives it time to fully rotate. Because that's how cats deal with it, is they get that whole weird, like, the, how flexible their spine is. They can just flip over. And I'd imagine if you're doing that from 30 feet, or four, they might not have time to make all the, like, athletic cat maneuvers to land on their feet. You know, and so if they're 20 feet and they're in the middle of this crazy twist and they land there, that cat, that'd probably be a little worse.
1: Right, they haven't had time to, like stiffen up then relax and then take the impact kind of thing
0: yeah i've heard that squirrels though are one of the only uh animals that you that can fall from any height and they're okay i think it was squirrels because of like their size to weight ratio and the way they're able to spread out you know you can you could throw a squirrel off of a building <laughs> you know and it's going to be able to spread out and just like take the fall you know
4: they got flying squirrel in their blood. Yeah, exactly.
0: They're just one evolutionary step away from a flying
4: squirrel. What do they
1: call those? The other ones, the sugar gliders? I guess mm-hmm. those aren't squirrels, are they?
4: Are they rodents or are they mammals? I don't know, but there's flying but, squirrels native. Oh yeah, I've I've
0: seen those uh, working out in uh, at some campgrounds outside of town. I think we were up by Shotgun maybe, but I think Grits was in the tree. And all of a sudden, a couple flying squirrels come shooting out of the tree he's in and glide over to a tree somebody else was in. It's like, whoa, that's kind
4: of cool. <laughs> that's so funny, because we were re- removing these three big cottonwoods right by Ike's Pizza, actually, Angel's Flight Road and up up the Mackenzie River. And one was a snag, pretty much totally dead. And uh, it had flying squirrel cavities all over it. And this flying squirrel was just crawling up while grits was up in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then jumped, uh, he took the top out and then it climbed up to him and then it just jumped off the top. And, uh, we it got like it on video following <laughs> him up
3: the tree. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. After wow. he'd already sent the top. Yeah. After was the he, top was, was it in the top that went?
4: No, I think it was right below him. I guess oh, Okay. must've okay. been crazy. <laughs>
3: I think I saw that video. That sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, grits just the flying squirrel whisper.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I got another story. It fits perfectly into this. Uh, there's a client um, who has, I don't know how to call call it. I guess a squirrel sanctuary. <laughs> 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 just a, a bunch of big leaf maples just chewed to shit with big dead trunks. And <laughs> no, so
1: trees are there for the squirrels, man. Trees. Yeah. Are there yeah. yeah.
0: For fir trees with dead clients. tops. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So we, we hung a uh, squirrel boxes for like took down dead fur and hung a squirrel box, like,
0: you know, 30, 30 feet high or whatever. Dead was, fur as in like girdled or.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look <laughs> for foul play. <laughs> yeah. Let's
1: back up a little bit. What the fuck is a squirrel box?
3: Uh,
0: is it, it's it's everybody it's needs f- a home court. Everybody I'm not, needs a home. I'm not judging. I just have so never heard of. I squirrel just
3: box. saw this today. Uh, because we were tagged in it, but Squirrel Boxes is on Instagram. You look it up. Okay. This guy specializes in building. Squirrel all right, boxes. all right. There's a whole. Okay, all right. Yeah. Shout I, out to Squirrel Boxes. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> the lady's super cool, but she takes in squirrels, and I don't know if they need like rehab or whatever. Um, maybe they were dropped out of a tree by an arborist. Like yeah, that sometimes happens, right? <laughs> Corey keeps gray, them in business. Gray
4: squirrels <laughs> or I do my squirrels? best. Everybody gray has. squirrels, nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Maybe I'm sure she doesn't discriminate. <laughs> she <loves Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. discrimination. But uh, th- they live in the house, you know, I think for a s- certain portion of her life, she's got these big cages built in the house and then outside there's cages. And then they're also like, I think at a certain point in their life, they're just roaming the property and they're like super friendly squirrels. Like they would just come up to her and she'd be like, you know, petting these squirrels roaming around the place. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. To be honest. Awesome. <laughs> and the the craziest part of this. Well, she has a one-eyed raven as a pet. Oh,
0: like Odin. So
3: yeah, one-eyed raven. And I had heard about this before I went over there. And we walk into the backyard and there's this big cage and I see the raven. And I was like, oh, who's this? And she introduced her. She's like, oh, this is memory. And the raven says, hello. Like, no shit. Like. So good, <laughs> perfectly, just wow. like hello, and like without skipping a beat. That's, uh, ter- that's terrifying. Yeah, my reaction was whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah,
1: a little bit of a side tangent, but I swear to God, Ravens, when and if they decide to take over the world, they're gonna do it, man.
3: Yeah. Go.
0: Oh, <laughs> they're gonna super be, smart. It's gonna super be Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock's yeah. The Birds
1: with Ravens. Just so
0: I need to reach out to her because I've had this idea for a long time, and I think I think it could be the next uh, the next big shot. Train squirrels. Give them little harnesses. Hook throwball line on them. Just get a laser pointer. Run them up the tree. Find the crotch you want. Over that crotch, and then down the That's tree. Perfect. Boom. Hey, hey, line yeah. set. First time, every time. Yeah, you know, I'll,
3: I'll put you in touch with her. <laughs> you
1: know, you know, with electric chainsaws being a lot lighter than, uh,
0: you know, uh, combustion <laughs>
1: chainsaws, just. You can outfit one of those squirrels with that thing. Don't <laughs> even
0: start that. They're coming for our jobs. <laughs> Put the GTA on its back.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right over its head. Yeah. It's like the, the sharks with the laser beams on their hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the squirrels with chainsaws <laughs> in their the squirrels back. Squirrels with freaking laser beams attached <laughs> to their freaking heads. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. I'm
1: telling you, man, if we get it on the ground floor of this, we'll still have jobs because somebody has to train those squirrels.
3: Yeah. And it could be us. So one thing that happened there is there was a squirrel box that was installed a while ago, and she put a blanket in there. It was, like, the one the squirrel, like, grew up with, so it would know, like, to go in there or whatever. But she was like, it's avoiding that place. So I think it's, like, the blanket's wet. Could you guys get it out of there or whatever? So I go up in the tree, and, and my my hand is uh, too big to fit in the squirrel hole. <laughs> so I try to get a stick and get in there. I just couldn't do it. So, I like, Becca, come on up here and her her hands fit right in there. She was able to get it out.
0: I, I just picture this little laundry line with all these squirrel blankets laying yeah, it over yeah, and drying yeah, out. Yeah. Or like a, a actual bed like in the squirrel yeah. box. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling the blanket off of it.
3: Yeah, it was cool. She was cool. Um,
1: squirrel boxes I looked it up on Instagram Yeah I'm, I'm now more educated Yeah I know what a squirrel box is
3: They're gonna get that Tree thinking
0: bump Of squirrel boxes yeah. going, What's <laughs> <all these> follows? <laughs> They're gonna be like Who's this that's following me <laughs> a bunch a dirty trees. Yeah. That tree thinking bump Corey and Andrew Are following them now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could start selling Squirrel boxes Yeah hey. Oh man We need to get some Squirrel boxes Put the tree thinking Logo on them Yeah. Now we're talking
3: This makes you think A squirrel chew I'm just gonna keep Keep going here, but um, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll get to other people's stories here soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you had told me a while. <laughs> I can't hold that anymore. <laughs> you had told me a while back about putting antlers in trees to like combat uh, squirrel chew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's something you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: just flashing back to our conversation about that.
3: About squirrel chew? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's great. I mean, I'm sure you guys still do it at
4: Sperry, right? Uh, the antlers are kind of hard to come by, it seems like. Oh, yeah, see. But they're high in calcium, right? That's why yeah. I like them. Oh, yeah, you can see them with,
0: like, you know, you if you have to nail them to a fence or to the tree or something, because the squirrel will take it back to its home, because they like them so much. And so we'd, ha- we'd just, you know, you'd have to drill a hole. We'd cut the antlers down into, like, you know, four to six inch pieces,
1: little bite sized squirrel pieces,
0: little bite set. Yeah. Squirrel size servings. And then we you know, trees that were already being hit real hard. We, we wouldn't put them in trees that weren't being hit by squirrel chew. Cause we didn't want to attract a bunch of tre- squirrels to those trees. Mm-hmm. And we, <clears throat> we got to the point where we were actually putting them on fences and stuff. The idea, train them not to go into trees to, you know, to oh, chew on, nice. chew on stuff. But, uh, you can do it with a like a the t bone the bone from your steak. Okay, you can nail that to the fence also, and you know, it, I mean, it makes sense because these are things that are in the woods anyways. Yeah. You know, bones, antlers, and stuff the squirrels are finding in nature, and they they're rodents. They gotta uh, work on those teeth, or they'll just keep growing. So.
3: It'd be funny to walk out and see your neighbor nailing his T-bone steak to his yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's, just, he's, just, he's
1: just got a cow skull yeah. that he's, like, putting on the, yeah. on the fence post. Well, I've seen oh, skulls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a human skull, you yeah. know.
0: I've okay, seen, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> animal skulls that people put out in their yard that are chewed on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you'll see that the squirrels will look for that. So if you're having a lot of squirrel issues, and it's funny, I remember, I think it was a TCIA conference in charlotte actually oh nice um back in oh eight or something and some like there was a bunch i was just hanging out with a bunch of arborists and we were talking about you know what what do you do for squirrel chew and i was like oh we we nail antlers to the tree or to the fence and they're like what you know like i don't know i I guess you know what how many people out there have heard of doing that before because whenever i bring it up people look at me like i'm crazy but it works great and it's one of those things that You know, people always are wondering how to get squirrels to quit chewing on trees. Yeah. And it's bones or antlers or, you know, give them something else to chew on. Um, I remember you bringing that up. And then I
3: thought back to a job I had where I was removing an elm tree and there was elk antlers like stuck in the main crotch of this tree. And it kind of like grown around it a bit. Like, oh. it had been there for a long time.
0: Was this in Southern in, Oregon?
3: Yeah, and that makes me wonder if that was the goal or if it was just cool decoration or whatever. Yeah. But during the removal, I was able to, like, carve out the elk antlers, like, while out of the tree without, like, damaging them and giving them back to the client. Nice. Yeah. Wish I could have kept them for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part of it wasn't written in the contract. Oh, man. But then, remember, we had this hilarious conversation about making a product called squirrel chew and making it look like a copenhagen can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> squirrel Cha. Yeah. oh man so yeah it's we, just we, calcium
0: we can figure this out we haven't really brought this up on the podcast but we have a few product ideas we've kind of <laughs> yeah. turned over over the years
1: look we can't, we can't go too far. We got to save that for the monetization of the podcast. Right? We, <laughs> s- we save some things for the podcast, but we got to save this for the monetization. We can, we we can wet their whistles, but we can't give them the
3: full dose yet. All right. Yeah. So instead of grizzly chew, it's squirrely. <laughs> yeah, getting
0: squirrely. Let the squirrels get squirrely with some squirrel <laughs> <Yeah>. chew. <laughs>
3: but then they get real hooked on it. You yeah. Know, big
0: problem with these. You know. That's why unruly <laughs> squirrels <laughs> looking for their chew. Yeah, when you run out, <laughs> yeah. and they come back for more, and you don't have it. Yeah. Your trees are in trouble,
3: yeah, <laughs> so maybe a way to get rid of squirrel chew is get those squirrel boxes from the homeboy and then get some squirrel chew our our new product <laughs> coming product. out and stick it in there next oh, to the okay,
0: bed. <laughs> yeah, we might have to see if we can't you know go into business with squirrel boxes, yeah, yeah. All right, we're on to something here.
1: There's hundreds of dollars to be made in that endeavor. All right, I'm going to delete this, so, so <laughs> no one steals it from <laughs> no us. It from. <laughs> All
4: right, I'm done. That was uh, yeah. uh, squirrel chew is My trademarked right. by the Tree Thinking Podcast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think about uh, uh, furs die back in the tops of furs? How often is it drought or squirrel chew? seems like, to me, I've always noticed it being more likely squirrel chew yeah at the top of firs you know and
0: well the, you can i mean you can see where they're they're chewing yeah. you know so if you're up there you you definitely see what it is the, i think of if it's drought the whole tree is probably stressed out mm-hmm. where if yeah. you just see the top die out i'm thinking that's probably more likely scroll true. and it, it's inter- it's one of those things where you become an arborist and you start seeing stuff when you're in the forest and that's one of those things where you'll all of a sudden see a fir tree, and just the top twenty feet will be dead, and it'll just be like, oh, "Those damn squirrels, they that got squirrels. another one."
3: I had a buddy out, and Ben posted a picture of a. It was a girdled tree, like looked like squirrel tree, but he said it was a porcupine.
0: Yeah, a porcupine. I mean, uh, are, are yeah, no, it's a thing. Yeah, like, it wh- makes sense. I mean, they're rodents too, so right.
1: Yeah. No, I went out to my aunt and uncle's place, who live in Sun River, and they had, um, they have some lodgepole pines, and they have like just giant chunks that have been t- like I don't think any of them have been completely girdled at the top but it's just like a wide a wide swath yeah
0: so are porcupines d- rodents
3: hold hold please <laughs> yeah uh, google it all
4: right yeah we'll edit this out so oh, yeah, we yeah. can sound smart <laughs> we'll sound well, I smarter. think the squirrels are just looking out for birds and stuff because we're we the tops die and the reiterations start yeah you get a nice platform for nests and stuff
0: well and you kind of think about that and that's uh, you know, you see a bunch of big old trees in the woods with those reiterations starting. And so how much of us being pissed off at squirrels for girdling the top is just the overall natural way of things That's where whole we're whole like, hmm, we want it to be our way in the in the city, you know. Uh, look, but
1: look at us trying to impose our will on everything. Yes, porcupi- porcupines are rodents.
0: All right, I thought so,
4: but that uh, being said, I... I
0: mean, know. they look like a rodent. They <laughs> kind of smell I, like a rodent.
4: I think either way, squirrels are... Better arborists than humans because they plant so many more trees compared to the amount of trees they actually kill. Also, they,
1: <laughs> they come with built-in parachutes, so you know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. go that back to it, a sugar glider
4: safety. is a marsupial. Ooh,
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: nice. So, so it's, not, it's a, not, a, not,
3: e- not even a mammal. A small, omnivorous, arboreal, and nocturnal gliding possum. That's a lot of quantifiers. for yeah, Whoa, <laughs> pretty cool little creature. <laughs> so
0: then they probably don't chew on trees. Because the road, you know, the squirrels do because they're rodents and they gotta they gotta work those teeth because part of being a rodent is your teeth are constantly growing.
3: But they could be like but a koala,
0: like carbohydrates in the yeah. I guess it might yeah, be, a, mean, food it might yeah. be yeah. a food maybe source. It might be maybe not the
1: bark, but like the foliage and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when we uh, at Tree Thinking get into these conversations, we actually create more questions than we <laughs> answer, so sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, if you ever feel
1: stupider after the Tree Thinking
0: podcast, it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By design. It's by design.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, part, of our, uh, it's part of our stick. So.
0: Well, see, that's a problem. Usually, we try to have somebody on here that'll educate you, but right. some of these episodes, we don't have anybody to do the education part, and we're <laughs> just asking questions and Googling it on air. Yeah, so we're, just, we're dragging
1: you down to our level. Uh, One other thing that, speaking of all these, uh, this is an insect pest, so it's not like a a rodent or marsupial or what have you that's uh, chewing on trees. But one thing that um, I saw a lot over in uh, Charlotte in the south was a lot of trees would have these bands of black plastic or clear plastic or whatever around the base of them. And a lot of them were, uh, were oaks, and I had never seen that before. And I'm assuming you're familiar with this?
3: Well, I saw it in southern Oregon as a way of, like, getting rid of mistletoe oh but what i saw was it just like ants were just colonizing inside that black plastic interesting yeah the idea of just suffocating it i guess but it, I, to me it ended up creating more problems for the tree because it was just this moist environment in there with all these insects going on like huh. to me it, it, it looked like more of a problem and yeah. then, then the mistletoe would have been.
1: Yeah, right. Because mistletoe is fairly benign. It's not going to cause yeah. like a large limb failure. Yeah, you just
3: get it pruned out every five years or whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: So these in the south, it was for uh, canker worms, actually. So the cankers, canker worms will like, I guess, crawl up the trunks and these, this plastic with the sticky residue on the edge of it will like stick to them. And then they just won't be able to make it up into the foliage. Interesting. Okay. I didn't, I didn't do like a lot of research into it or anything. I just, uh, I asked a local arborist who was there. I had been seeing these all around and I was like, well, maybe it's for squirrels. Maybe like they can't climb up and then do squirrel chew up on the top. That was my first thought. And then I asked this guy and he's like, yeah, it's just, it's for the canker worms. They'll, they'll crawl up into it and then they'll get stuck. Huh? So interesting. That just was like some, fly paper. Just like, yeah. Kind yeah, of like yeah. fly paper. Just, you know, about 10 to 15 feet up on the, the main uh, trunk of the tree. And I just can't get up there. Anymore. Yeah. But that was the new thing
3: that I learned. Yeah. You wonder like what kind of problems it would create or like how long they keep it wrapped if it's seasonal or whatnot. Cause like I said, you're, creating a moist environment in there. Yeah, you'd think
1: you'd want to cut it off and then, like, just shift it, or even just, like, loosen it up and then shift it, like, a few feet every, you know, six months or so, just so it doesn't... You don't have that kind of... Those kinds of issues, but... Yeah.
0: Well, and, yeah, I mean, if you put the chips around the base of the tree, you create that moist environment that will girdle the tree. Right. I wonder... I mean, it's probably not the same because you don't have that process of the chips breaking down on on the bark, you know, but...
1: Yeah, and I i didn't I didn't look closely at it, but I wonder if it's, like, semi-permeable, so if, if there's, like, a bunch of holes punched cause oh yeah. it. Because it was all, I would just, like, be driving by it, so I didn't, like, get a really good look at yeah, it. Yeah, totally. it, it looked just like either black plastic or, like, shrink wrap that was wrapped around a yeah. tree, so, I don't know.
0: Interesting.
3: Yeah, that makes sense if it was, like, perforated. Yeah. But the stuff I saw was just, like, to, s- like, suffocate, I guess. Right. The mistletoe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I missile. took it off and I was just attacked by ants oh. <laughs> they were everywhere. Well,
1: you know if the ants killed the tree, there's technically no more mistletoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> yeah.
0: Problem solved. Yeah. 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 You can't have a parasite with a dead tree. Yep.
1: <laughs> parasite needs a host by definition.
4: So. Yeah, that's true. Zombie trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I
1: picture like an ant with a, like half of its head blown off. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean we've brought that a up. bald cypress. Yeah. <laughs> we've asked, tree's dead. we've asked that question a couple times is a tree have more life if it's dead or alive? Cuz a dead tree has a ton of life in it. Yeah. That's a zombie tree right there.
4: Dead. Nice. We got zombie oh, trees. Holy
1: shit, <laughs> how did we bring that full circle? That's
4: <laughs> fucking
0: great. Well, you've yeah.
4: seen when oaks pretty much just are all die back and then it's this all mistletoe yeah, there, yeah. There's
0: another zombie that right zombie. there. The
4: virus is just keeping it alive, just enough, you know. Tapped into the
0: vascular system. Nice, nice. Wow, yeah. we're we're really uh, going in some awesome directions here. <laughs> Getting a little squirrely. We got zombie trees. Holy smokes! <laughs>
1: I think that has to be the title of this uh, this podcast episode.
0: Squirrely? Squirrely zombie trees. <laughs>
1: Squirrely, yes. Squirrely zombie trees. Combo them both. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, uh, Johnny, you got any good stories from the field?
4: Well, I'm pretty good at remembering, like, the last week. <laughs> um you're doing better than me then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Andrew
1: can reliably co- go back to breakfast and that's about it.
0: Uh, breakfast is a while ago, though. It, it is. And by, by this time of night, it gets iffy. I've been, I've been doing the intermittent fasting thing, so I'm not even eating breakfast. <laughs> so. So <laughs> There's tr- these large <laughs> gaps in my <laughs> memory. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I got some good inspiration uh, last week. We were working in Corvallis and... Uh, There's this huge dead Grand Fur right next to the the client's garage. And uh, one of our newer climbers, he's been climbing about a year, Casey, um, volunteered to go up there. Nobody else volunteered, and I was working on some other stuff. And so he went up this big Grand Fur, two tops, and we ziplined the tops out. He was able to handle all the limbs. Nice. And then... Uh, tip-tied all the wood into another tree, um, I, which was pretty cool. He's a beast. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> oh, so
3: I, I saw that, that zip line on your Instagram story.
4: Uh-huh. Dude, he, he fucking
3: sent it. Like, those oh, were yeah. some big tops. Was, yeah. it, was the zip line tied to the the live tree behind it? Yeah, it was it? rigged
4: yeah. in the tree uh, behind it. That was the rigging point. There was a block in the tree behind it um, and then redirected off of the it was a dead grand fur, so yeah, that it was, was good to have some backup. That was yeah. sweet. Wait, was yeah. that in your
0: stories or was that a post?
4: It was in the story.
0: We you you might have to send us that video so we can put it on the tree. Thinking uh, uh, social media's yeah. sounds
3: good. It was a full send. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I was I was talking to Rob about you know, the company and how everything's doing. And he's like, oh yeah. He was talking about Casey's. Like yeah. Yeah, Casey's been crushing
4: it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the biggest forearms in the company, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just straight Popeye. Four eggs. for. Well, he was a fisherman and, uh, you know, just ate fish. It sounds time, like Popeye, wasn't copies. he? Yeah, was, that, that, he was a fisherman, oh, yeah. right? Well, uh, <laughs> sailor, but... They, uh, don't, no, they, you know, they you, you got to eat something. You got to eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then at the end of that, we were leaving a snag, and it was really cool big gnarly had a bunch of conks all over it so there's a bunch of decay in the trunk we left it about 20 feet tall nice um
0: oh i think
4: i saw that wildlife was that the wildlife snag that you just posted uh i think i did i think i didn't post this one it was the one that inspired the most recent post that was cool how many lightning strikes Uh, channels you put down that that was
0: pretty sweet man
4: yeah so i got the inspiration from this grand fur i was like man this this is the coolest trunk i could carve a snag into and so i really i got to use the bucket truck for it and just spent like an hour on it and put these cool uh like flames or waves or whatever you want to call it and that's all i could think about for the last week and I showed up to work on Tuesday because I had Monday off. And uh, my roommate, Nick, who also works at Sperry, uh, I was telling him on the drive to work, I was like, man, all I can think about is carving snags. <laughs> and uh, and then I hope I, hope I get to carve a snag today. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just so happened yeah, to yeah. be that I was going back to remove this leaning fur. I went and tied it up with fan, because the client thought that uh, that the tree started leaning more, and it probably had our malaria. It had sap all oozing down the whole trunk and some really weird body language. Um, but I got a, I manifested it because I showed the this picture of the snag to the client that I did the week before, and he was like, "Oh, that's so cool! I'd love to have that." And so I got to spend you know two hours carving up this snag. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you you fit in here
0: really well. I knew that. I well, I knew that before because we've known each other for a while. But the second you were like, all I th- all I've been thinking about is carving that snag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, no, you're in the right place right
3: now. <laughs> is that the one you did with like the wavy lines all the way around? Yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, it, so that that the that inspired most, me. The yeah, most. Me
4: too. Recent one I did. You know, I did those lines probably seven to ten feet down. The original one, I only went about three feet down. Um, so this next one, I was like, man, I, I just imagine like a twisting flame carving. Oh, you know? sweet. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what I took away from that whole thing was we make these snags that are supposed to look like a failed tree. You know, that, like that's kind of what I've always thought about when I was making it. But why would we do that? You know, why can't there be, like, cool, wavy designs down the side when, in fact, that's a better design? Because you're creating more space for little spiders to lay eggs and birds to come peck them. And, you know, like what you do with a couple of lightning strikes, you're doing that, like, times 10. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it's
3: something cool in the client's backyard. Totally. You know? you're, right. you're making it more art. Make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a
4: combination of uh natural breakage and uh and art, yeah. Functional art. Functional yeah. Art. As yeah. long as
1: it doesn't look like a bear or a rocket ship, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> but it still looks like it naturally broke out at the top. It's pretty jagged, but instead of having more triangle shapes, I tried to add more curves uh instead. And I started by just making two deep notches in the top and making four corners like real deep oh, uh notches cool. straight into the top and then yeah so i had four corners to work with that's cool nice and i was able to get more of the the wavy shape rather than jagged yeah triangles yeah oh man yeah that, oh, was, that, that, that was that was really cool i think i went through uh three tanks of gas and i, <laughs> <them in sauce>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was chunking down with the 500i and then switched to the uh, 201 TC, and went went through a tank with that, and then got the 150 at the end, and just like little carving bar, and just oh cool, really nice. went to town. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's that's yeah. great. well, it turned out really well,
0: man. Uh, well done. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, you inspired me to like change up how I do it. Nice, kind of have fun with it and make a little piece of art in the backyard. Definitely. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And the mm-hmm. whole removal, I used, I limbed the whole tree up with the electric saw the 540i, and then I chunk down with the 12-inch bar, I chunk down to about, like, 14 or 15 inches oh, on, a, on a second battery. That's sweet. <laughs> right, so you got a 12-inch bar on your 540i. Yeah. Well, we have six, two with 16-inch bars now. All right, and it pulls the 16 pretty good? You can't. Uh, I haven't tried the 16 yet. Okay. We just got those. Um, you just can't push it. You just let it do its thing. Yeah, it, that, that's kind of with go. electric saws in general
0: yeah that i've noticed they were you can get pretty big pieces if you're not pushing it if you're just kind of letting it do its thing and you gotta you gotta stay on top of sharpening the the chains you know that that's one of those situations where sharp chains makes a real difference
4: it'll save the motor too you know yeah
0: yeah well that's uh that's gonna bring me to my stories from the field well it's not really the field it's more just of recently because it's the shop it's yes stories from the bench (laughs) yep (laughs) so we uh those 540 eyes have been back ordered around here for quite a while and they just had some come in it sounds like you got spirit you guys got a couple and i went into the uh saw shop on wednesday uh had some other business i was doing and i was just kind of talking with paul over it uh mr chainsaw and uh yeah, you know, we kind of finished what we were doing, and I was like, "All right, I got a stupid question for you, man. Are the five forty, you know, are the T five forty five or five forties in?" And he's all, "It turns out we got a couple right here, you know." And so we start talking about them. And he's like, "Yeah, but they're, you know," he kind of shows me the list. He's like, "They're both, uh, you know, spoken for." But if somebody doesn't call, I'll you know, I'd be happy to sell it to you. So I look at the list, and Corey's is one of the names <laughs> on the list. So I
1: had, so after the the theft in December, I had. Ordered one of these saws in like January, like January it's like 1st or 6th. There's not first, but you know, like it was the first week in January I had ordered one of these, and I've been waiting this entire time for one of
0: these, one of these yeah. saws to show up. And them. I was constantly harassing you about yeah. it, I'll like, constantly. yeah, like, so you got your saw yet, man? What's going on? Yeah, just well, just and originally it was all seasons that you had ordered it, right? And I was like, come on, you got to order it from Mr. Chainsaw, man. Those guys will, those I, guys I, will set you up, and I did, and I yeah, did, yeah, and so then you had one ordered at both places, I did, so uh. Yeah. So, you know, I go in there and, you know, it's like, oh, and in my head, I'm like, sweet, Corey's going to get this size, been waiting forever for it, you know, and I'm kind of stoked about it because my buddy's getting the piece that he's been waiting for, you know, so... uh Next day, it was a maintenance day in the shop, so we're cleaning saws and everything, and I'm not going to tell him he's about to get a call to get his saw. <laughs> yeah. So I just start giving him a hard time about it again. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, and up be like, you haven't gotten it yet, man. What's going on? You need to call those people up <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, and, and
1: and me being the dumbass that I am 15 minutes later, I get the call and I'm, I'm still clueless. I'm like, Andrew, you wouldn't believe 15 minutes after you were talking to me. And then then he clues me like he has the best poker face.
0: Oh yeah. Only now and then. Only now and then.
1: (laughs) When it comes in, it comes in, but yeah, no, it,
3: uh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I tried to pay him a hundred bucks to sell it to me, but he wouldn't. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah,
3: if you were able to buy the saw and then be like, Corey, you should call him and see what's going on. <laughs> I'd be like, well, oh, yeah. we, we just it, sold it. It actually worked
0: perfect because he uh, all seasons called you first, and so you're like, sweet, I'll take it. Right. Right. And so and then Mr. Chainsaw called you, and you're like, oh man, I you ju- know, I just I just, got- I just got one, but thank you so much, which had me stoked out because I was like, sweet, they're gonna call me now. Yeah,
1: and it, I was like actually, uh, before I hung up, I was like, actually, who's, who's the other guy on the list? And he's like, uh, some guy named Andrew. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Because I was going to have him, like, hold the saw for you if, you're, if you were interested. But yeah,
0: yeah. that wasn't the way it went. Did you I, pick it up? Yeah, so. Yeah, you got one? Yeah. Well, nice. so the story continues. Uh-huh. So I got, I super stoked, you know, I uh, got off work, head down there, grab the saw, bring it back here. You know, you get a new saw, you're all freaking fired up about it. So I put bar oil in it and head back to the wood pile. And like how I've been hearing about these things, how what can they cut? So I'm cutting different pieces of firewood and all stoked about it. Go put it back down and had some other stuff I had to take care of, so I took care of that stuff. And I come back in here and I was going I think I was gonna show Lacey it, you know. And I pull it out and I hit the on button on it, and it fucking starts shooting sparks out the side. And like smoke comes pouring, and I just like ripped the battery out of it, and it like, like I have no idea what happened with that oh, thing. No. Yeah, no. So it's back at Mister Chainsaw now. It like it, like it smelled like melting plastic, and like, oh damn. Yeah, you know, yeah. what what you gonna do? I so I haven't heard of that happening. Yeah, no. I apparently I got a lemon, or who knows yeah. what's going on with it. You know, but yeah, and I've been having so a- husky. Uh, get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. Cor- you know what? Corey may have sabotaged. Yeah. And you know or... what? That might be what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Corey might have been <laughs> fucking Corey with his 3D chess. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to pay
1: Mr. Chainsaw 100 bucks. To- <laughs> yeah. 100 bucks to piss in the oil tank. That. Yeah. God, that was the. That was the- Best hundred bucks I've
4: ever spent. Yeah. In my life. or gas, gas. I Maybe mean, was gas and oil. Yeah, put yeah. gas in the oil thing. A- Actually, make beans a- in the gas. <laughs> 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 Just got a can of baked for it.
1: Yeah, no, I've been having. Uh, I got mine at the same time as Andrew did, and I've been having issues with mine. Mine's been like a chain issue. Like I, I went to f- like start it up, and it wouldn't it wouldn't turn over. Right, so I loosened the, the chain a little bit. I let it turn over for a little bit and then it threw the chain. So I had to, like, it knocked some burrs into it. So I had to file them down. I tried it again. It threw the chain.
0: Operator error.
5: Yeah,
1: right, 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 right. Operator (laughs) error. No, it, it like, and it still, it sounds like death when I start to, like, fire it up. It's not like a regular chain, uh, regular electric chainsaw. I think, I don't know if they gave me the wrong chain or what, or wrong bar combo on it or what, but I'm going to look at it a little bit more closely. Man, that sucks. Yeah, so. We might use it tomorrow, or we might not. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, you might as well use it. If it fucks up, you if you bring it back saying the first tree I cut on it, it fucked up, they're not gonna. That's true. That's they true. better. They better do you right. They better do me right. You know. And
1: that uh, doing me right is getting me two of the exact same chainsaw, or maybe maybe if they throw in a five hundred I, I'll just be like, hey, <laughs> there's only one way you can make this right. Because
3: you know, everyone I talk to is so stoked on those saws. I've I've used it. It's a great saw. Yeah. You know, no, I'm willing. I'm
0: willing to overlook it. I yeah, you yeah. You yeah. know, like these. But both of you guys, hey, every done. now and then. So Corey was clearly operator Air. Obvious, yeah, so, obviously, so. <laughs> that was that. obviously that was that. No, no, but you know, uh, things will happen. You know, I've heard so overwhelmingly good things about the size. So, you know, will, you. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's just wild um, for both
3: of you guys to have. Yeah. But it's two different things. with each other. You know what it, we're <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> e- Yeah,
1: we're <laughs> fucking each other's <laughs> karma up by fucking with each other. God yeah. damn it. This, this game just doesn't stop, man. <laughs> why can't we all be friends? <laughs> you started it, Myron. You started it. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: I'll finish it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. My only complaint is they don't come with a quarter pitch. Okay. should uh, come okay. with a quarter pitch chain, you know, with a... yeah. If you have a 12-inch bar... It's just such a bouncy chain when you're trying to make like, you know, 1-inch cuts. Right, right.
3: I think that's what my buddy Charles put on there. He, he got one of those Panther bars and it might have been a quarter pitch chain on there Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Without the safety
4: rakers too cuz the the 150s, <laughs> yeah. the oh, still shit. 150s come with the safety rakers. Those are such uh, It's like a double raker basically. That's, yeah, that's what
0: came on the the one I had and instantly yeah. I was like, "Oh god." I need a new chain. <laughs> <laughs> we just
4: take Especially it to the grinder. Yeah. Uh, just grind them all down. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah those double rakers are horseshit. It's
5: <laughs> horse horseshit.
4: I don't understand. Well,
1: it's it's for homeowners because it's, it's a low kickback thing. It's mm-hmm. for dumbasses who shouldn't be running a chainsaw.
4: Yeah, people always ask if
3: the electric top handles are like, you know, it's it just good for pruning or can you do removals with it? How long does it last and all this stuff. And my buddy Charles, he, I think he just commented on your Instagram post. I saw he, he it's like ninety percent of his use now. Yeah, ninety eight percent. I that think that, is what that, he that's said. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. And every time I work with him, I never see his gas powered out. It's yeah. all.
1: And I'm like, I'm I'm a 200T guy at heart. Yeah. And like, if it replaces the 200T, I'll be shocked. Yeah,
3: for big wood, I think you're still yeah pro- 200T is gonna yeah get you through it faster
1: probably, but.
3: But I'm always surprised at what we get through with his
0: 540, 541.
1: We're gonna have to find out tomorrow. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll find out. Baked beans and let her rip. Yeah, Yeah, whenever, (laughs) whenever they clean the baked beans out of it, (laughs) 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 they're in there good. It's gonna take a while. (laughs) Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) Sweet. Right on. Well, do you guys want to take a quick break? Sounds good. Right on. All right, we'll. Let's take a uh, little beer break, and then we'll we'll get back in a minute.
1: And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs>
0: Silence. Johnny
4: loves tree care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we're back from our break, and yeah, back to it. Anybody else have any stories? Yeah, so kind of an eye-opener. We just kind of talked about this a little
3: bit, but um, I was working a tree, and, you know, the work orders remove hazardous deadwood, Um. So in most of our minds, that's a certain diameter when you're thinking of hazardous deadwood, you know. Yeah. Whether it's, like, super soft and lightweight or anything, it's kind of like what the client sees, you know, is a big piece of deadwood, even if it's just this crumbly piece of thing that's not going to hurt anything. And maybe the better approach would be to, like, stop, go talk to the client, be like, you know, this isn't hazardous, and it's got, you know, habitat or whatever. thing is, I, I didn't know that there was any... Cavities in it or anything was occupied and just snapped this piece off with my hands tossed it to the ground and there was a little nest in there (coughs) little baby birds. I think there was four of them and immediately the ground guy saw it and (laughs) it was cool. The ground guys went into action um, and gnashed the, the piece of wood back together with this twine that they found in the backyard and like reassembled the nest with the birds in it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then sent it back up to me. I was going to re-tie it up into the tree right next to where I broke it off at. Reinstall the deadwood. Yeah. And as the ground guy got on the roof and was handing it... Up, yeah, this is funny. Reinstalling deadwood.
4: <laughs> well, it's like we you always say to clients. You can always take more off. You can't put it back. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we put it back. <laughs> but when there's baby
3: birds involved,
4: god damn it, we're putting it
3: back <laughs> in. Yeah, Get the so, super glue. So while he was handing it up to me, this... You know, re this little Frankenstein nest is, re, you know, reanimated. <laughs> <nesting>. <laughs> <laughs> As just, he was handing up nest. to me, a zombie nest. The, the mama bird came and flew and landed on it and was checking out the little cavity. While and, you were holding it. Yeah, and then wow. he handed it to me and, you know, I was holding it. And then, the you know, another bird, I'm guessing it was the mother and the father. I don't really know the bird world too much. But so two birds on this piece of wood that I'm holding, like, they were just so concerned about what was going on there and not concerned about us at all, which is pretty interesting. And then Becca said one of one of them came over and landed on a rope runner. Whoa. Yeah, crazy interaction huh. with birds. But uh, we were able to hang it up and – yeah, they, they found their way back in there, so hopefully everything was all good. Oh, that's good. Oh. We told the clients right after, hey, this is what happened, so now we, we rehung this piece of dead wood in your tree.
0: Yeah. And they were like,
3: oh, that's great, thank you, you know.
0: Oh, that well, one, that's awesome that the clients were so understanding. Yeah. yeah. You know, having good clients. And two, it's, uh, it's one of those hard things, because if you don't know, you just don't know. But it, it's such an important thing for us to be aware of. I know we talked about this a lot on the wildlife episode, of how what we do is you know it's not just the trees but it's all the creatures that live in the trees and benefit from the trees and
3: yeah so after that there were more pieces of deadwood to get that had cavities in them so we were inspecting them before removing it perfect you know, nice. yeah yeah especially this time of year you should uh, if you see a cavity like most deadwood you can tell like there's nothing going on there just yeah. cut off the limb or whatever but if there's a cavity, you know, I was kind of looking in there, kind of knocking on it, listening and everything before I'd remove it. That was the only nest in the tree. But, yeah, it was kind of a blow to morale at first, you know, when that yeah. when something like that happens. Like everything stopped and everyone was kind of silent, like, oh, shit. But yeah. it, was, it was cool to see everyone go to action and reassemble the nest and get it up in the tree and see the birds go into it immediately. Yeah, yeah.
1: that is a good story.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, be on the lookout between March and july perfect yeah yeah Yeah.
0: yep that's that's a good time period and it's also you know i think worth kind of learning a little bit and this is something i don't do enough but this episode has been such a wildlife kind of heavy episode just randomly uh to kind of learn about the wildlife that's in your neighborhood what birds are nesting and when are they nesting and what you know what kind of uh habitat they're looking for to nest in you know i that. This is making me realize that I could up my game by
4: learning some of that stuff. I had a really fun uh, black walnut climb, and there was, uh, what were those, nut hatches. nice. In the nice. big black walnut, and uh, it had these huge limb walks, so basically every limb walk I'd just chill out and take like a five-minute break. It was a lot of work. Every limb was a lot of work, so I'd just hang out and take a break, and uh, these nuthatches would come and land on my rope, and I got all these videos of them just bombing out of the tree. they just tuck their wings and and then glide. It was really cool. That's awesome. Wow. But I didn't know much about that, and then Albie, he's uh, very much into to birds oh, as much he, into birds as he is into trees and he's way into trees yeah you know yeah <laughs> so he's way into birds and uh you know he's a great resource he's like our encyclopedia for information as far as birds and and trees go but he he asked if there was any cavities i didn't realize that the the nut hatches were cavity nesters and uh-huh i said yeah come to think about it there were cavities i didn't see any bird nests but yeah there's cavities so uh i was i was aware that they were very curious once once i kind of would slow down and stop working um but i would so that made me very aware of what i was cutting and and uh if there was any nests but they're in the cavities yeah yeah Yeah. i didn't even think of that until after
1: are nuthatches the ones that will, like, burrow in and then bury acorns in pieces of deadwood up in the...
4: the Those are uh, acorn woodpeckers. Acorn
1: woodpeckers, okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
4: I
3: always thought that was squirrels doing that for some reason. I don't know. I just associate acorns with squirrels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything to do with an acorn, it's a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. A squirrel. <laughs> That's cool to know. Um, I had a friend who, I think they were taking out some cottonwoods or something, and there was an owl nest in there some baby owls. Wow. And they were all fine and they got them to the Raptor Center and the Raptor Center's taking care of them now. Yeah. Yeah. He had a video on his Instagram and I've never heard the sound of a baby owl before. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Like little demons. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any other wildlife stories and nothing's nothing's uh, really I guess coming I to kinda mind. Of
3: got one so squirrel nests um you guys get them out of trees when you see them
0: uh for the not if there's babies yeah yeah you know but one if it's abandoned if there's nothing in it i'll definitely eject it i've you know so often when you pull the squirrel nest out you can see where the nest is everything's chewed up all the barks chewed and they just do so much damage to trees and so i you know i've always kind of had this uh Love hate more hate than love relationship with squirrels because I've so m- seen so many beautiful trees that were just destroyed by squirrel chew. So I, you know, it frustrates you.
1: Yeah, and it's hard because some of the like the gray squirrel, western gray squirrels, native here, but the fox squirrel, the uh, like brown or gray one or brown or uh, red one, that one's not. Yeah, and so like if you go if you go to like a, a squirrel rescue or whatever, they won't take the the fox uh, the fox squirrels because they're not native and they won't like help support them or whatever, huh. which
3: is
0: I wonder if that uh, squirrel person, what yeah, was it? call our friend. Yeah, <laughs> was it, what uh, was their, their account? Well, Squirrel Boxes is separate. Um, okay.
3: I won't say her name. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll call her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Get a hold of me. Yeah, <laughs> okay. get a hold of Jamie. He'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Each squirrel has multiple, they're called loafing platforms. Loafing and platform. uh, e- each squirrel, you know, squirrels generally have, like, several in a neighborhood so they'll, Interesting. they'll go hang out in multiple different trees and, or even multiple different parts of one big tree. Okay.
3: Yeah. Did a big, uh, cedar of Lebanon prune, but beautiful tree and yeah, squirrel chew everywhere. But for some reason it didn't occur to me to like remove the nest. Yeah. You know, it was vacant and I was just like, I, you know, it, it's not something I've ever done, and it might depend on the client, too. They might yeah. be like, why'd you take that out of there? You know? Yeah.
0: That is interesting. You could you could really turn someone off if they, you know, some people love having the squirrels around. Yeah. And if you if you run into one of those people, and then you're up in their tree in their
1: <laughs>
4: backyard just ripping squirrel nests out of their
0: all, tree. All
1: of a sudden, a couple of babies drop out. Yeah, oh, man. man. You're not getting a call back on that job. That's
4: yeah. our only two bad reviews on Google is about squirrels. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I was, I was doing a job and the client wanted me to pull apart this squirrel nest. And it was, it was like, it was a a London plane tree and it was right in a big center scaffold. And I think it had like three or four big scaffold branches coming out of it. So it was a, it was a big nest in a big like uh, center uh, area. And I start pulling it out and I'm like this, I think there's something in here. And it took me a while to get actually down into the squirrels. Like I had to remove probably like six inches of like leaf material before I actually found the squirrels. And I'm like, oh, nope, squirrel's in there. So I like shoved it, it back over the top of it and then went back to the other part of the sh- tree and started working. Well, a mama squirrel came out and she was really pissed, obviously. I mean, I would have been pissed too. So she starts moving her squirrels, her babies, out of the tree and into another adjacent tree. So, that, I mean, that must tie into what you're talking about, multiple uh, places where they um, – what did you call it? Multiple
4: loafing loaf, platforms. Loafing
1: platforms. Okay. So she must've been taking them to another loafing platform that she felt was safe because obviously that one wasn't either. Cause there's some jackass with a chainsaw.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. So that, that nest, I didn't remove it there. Was, I think there was two in that Cedar Lebanon and I came down, talked to the client. She was stoked. And then we were hanging out in the alley afterwards, having a safety meeting. And then she came back out and asked about the squirrel nest. And if I, if I should have removed that or not. And in my head, I was like, I don't know. I just, I thought you just left it alone, even though it was causing a lot of damage to that tree. Yeah. It just didn't click with me to like pull that you know thing, something made out of the tree. Totally. But then later, you know, I felt bad about it because I probably should have removed it. It was vacant and there's a bunch of damage. You could see all through that neighborhood. I didn't think it was going to get rid of the problem. Cause you look at the neighbor's house or Japanese maples just chewed to hell, like all sorts of stuff Yeah. and I told her about the antler thing and then uh so i went back uh you know the next next week i guess after a job and went and got it out of there real quick but it was a weird thing because i'm like uh, do other people like remove them all the time
0: you know i've i've known people that just will hack up even if there's babies in it will just yeah. eject the nest and you know just fade them through whatever. it's one yeah i've yeah. known people that have done that and yeah. that that doesn't sit right with me for no. sure no the um uh, as far as just removing the nest, I think that's a personal call, and I'm not going to hate on anybody either way.
3: I think it has, you'd have to
0: get the client's vibe too. Yep. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. get the client's vibe. And, you know, just through this conversation, I've been thinking about it. And, you know, you're not going to get rid of the squirrel no. by kicking the nest out. So, like, what, like, at what point is that, like, your own little emotional, like, oh, stupid squirrel, yeah. get out of here? Yeah. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah, you get rid of the nest, and you're there for like, One day, you know, once every maybe year and a half, two years, if you're lucky, that squirrel is visiting that tree every single day. So I suggested
3: they buy a paintball gun. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. If you really want to alleviate the problem, a real
1: gun.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My biggest problem currently with the squirrels is uh, the one that's living in the tree at my house, which I didn't have the heart to remove the nest uh, or loafing platform. (laughs) I've been trying to to plant a bunch of moss and convert the yard into moss and the, and the squirrel will just come down every morning and I see it just, oh, just ripping, ripping up, up the moss up and, and, oh, and man, throwing that, the moss around. Yeah. Little, little bastards. A loafing now. platform made of moss up
0: in the tree. <laughs> it probably is, yeah. I'm going to go get my moss back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, that's one of those things where I think, you, you know, everybody's got to make their own choice, yeah. you know, and I think... A a big part of it is kind of the client, like you're saying, you got to read the client because, after all, that's the client's tree and yeah. the client's yard, and it feels like that should be the client's decision. Yeah. The more I think about it.
1: Yeah. Every time I've gone to remove a a squirrel nest, it's usually on at the behest of the client, and I you know I start removing it, and then if I see signs of a, a squirrel in there, I you know I let the client know right away, and I've never gotten pushback, I've been like, "Hey, there's squirrels in here. I'm I'm not going to remove this," and they're just like, "Oh yeah, no, don't don't like yeah." To to their credit, you know, most most clients that I've worked for are, are very, you know, aware of that. And it's not like they're trying to be vindictive. They're just, you know, a giant unsightly nest and they want to get rid of it as long as it doesn't hurt anything.
3: <laughs> they never say They're in season, we'll have you over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You ever had squirrel gumbo? It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have have any of you guys run into raccoons up in the tree? Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember on being on like this. I think it was like a red oak where I'm kind of climbing out and up this big long lead, you know, and I'm making it up, and I all of a sudden realize that I've like, you know, chased this raccoon out to the tip of it, and it's starting to like, and it's up there looking at me, and I'm like, you know, I just grab my hands out because it was like, <laughs> if you're coming at me, man, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to have something to protect myself with, and then just like, so I, it's one of the, you know, it's kind of like the cat rescue. You start talking to the animal, like, all right, man. I'm backing off. Don't come at me and I won't come at you. And I just like slowly climbed down and then swung to another branch and just watch the raccoon run down the branch, you know, oh. but yeah, raccoons, man, a, uh, uh a cornered animal, you know, and raccoons look like when they get vicious, they look like they would be a handful.
1: Like raccoons are one of those critters You just never want to pick a fight with. No. Well, earlier was it, this week? No, it was last week when we were interviewing at the city, when we were interviewing one of our new seasonals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Behind us, uh, so we have a couple uh those um, coastal redwoods that we have rigged. A raccoon just starts scurrying up it, like right oh, th- right. Right, right, in the middle of the interview. <laughs> nice. It was great. Like, it was it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool watching it climb, because it, it's a big, you know, it's not like a giant redwood, but it's big enough to have, like, big old bark platelets on it. And it looked like it was just rock climbing these big bark platelets. That looked up like this side of the tree. Like
1: Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible <laughs> yeah, kind of scaling scaling the redwood.
0: It was pretty cool. Yeah, I've had him
3: I'm going up to do a cabling job. Me and another climber, we get up and then notice that he's in this big, you know, crotch that, you know, the reason we're cabling the tree. Yeah. And uh sees us and just starts going up to the top. So we go up, do our thing, we just see him watching us, we come down and that was it. You know, yeah. yeah. It's all good.
1: Yeah, they they for some, whatever reason they like to they like those giant um, those giant unions.
3: Yeah, talking about loafing platforms, yeah. uh, raccoons will I've heard like pick one spot to yeah defecate and like that's their spot. Yep. Watch like out for they that. They have a toilet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, in a big I heard black that
4: pretty bad if yeah. you yeah. happen to ingest that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So that what I've, I've heard, heard about. Open it.
0: <laughs> yeah. What I've heard about raccoon shit is that there's little worms in there. And if it gets in your eye, which sounds like, why the fuck would you get raccoon poop in your eye or ingest it? <laughs> but, like, y- you know, you'll throw a rope up through there, pull oh, it yeah. through, and not know it's there until all of a sudden the rope's pulling it down, you know?
1: Also, it doesn't take much to aerosolize, you know, dried shit.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And so you get one of those worms in your eye, it'll eat into your eye and into your brain and start eating your brain. And people have died from getting raccoon shit in their eye. Yeah,
1: that's not ter- that's not terrifying at all.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I give raccoon shit a healthy freaking girth. I I read an article a long time ago about that, and I've told a lot of people that, and they're like, "What are you even talking? Why would you even know if you get raccoon poop in your eye?" And you know, it's an occupational hazard. Leave me alone. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, I'm you know, this isn't just something that you know was just a bullshit article back in the day. But I don't think because I've heard other people confirm it. You're like, oh yeah, I've
4: heard that. I've heard that too. Yeah, so probably from Andrew.
0: Yeah, or or somebody
4: I talked to a long time ago, you know. No, I heard it from Keegan. He's a he's an encyclopedia. As oh well. yeah, Keegan
0: <laughs> seems like the type of guy that if he's telling you something, it's because he came by it from a good source. Research. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I can't I'll try to say this word. It's Bayliscaris. Uh, Scaris. Baylis
0: Oh yeah, Baelisis scarless. I think that's what it was.
3: Shut up, oh, no,
4: <laughs> That's just the worm.
0: Just shut up. It says it's a disease you get. Oh, maybe it's a Co- disease. Disease yeah. caused by the worm. Spread by worms.
1: That burrows into your
3: eyeball, then to your or mind. a raccoon roundworm. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Round yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That actually birds. does sound familiar. Yeah. Don't look at I me y- like y- that, you Corey. Could,
1: you could say six names, and every single one of them would sound familiar. Increasingly more familiar, too, actually got to something
0: that... See, Corey, if you were still playing 3D chess, you would have been like, oh, oh, the raccoon pinecone worm. It's it's too and easy. And waited for me to be like, oh, yeah, 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 no, that sounds... <laughs> it's, it's too
1: easy at this point, man. It's yeah. like shooting fish in a barrel.
0: <laughs> Ooh, fish in a barrel. I think it was the fish in the barrel worm. <laughs> <laughs> we found a...
3: A frisbee once. I think it was in a big black walnut, and that was the raccoon's pooping spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's this pink frisbee with just a huge pile. A oh, frisbee of death. <laughs> oh. Well, got to use the pink toilet again. Bye. We played catch
1: at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> How's your brain and eyeball feeling? <laughs> it was a roundworm
3: frisbee. <laughs> I think people know how my brain is doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I need to uh, bring a computer. It's easier yeah. Google things and yeah, we need a yeah. Because then we can answer some of these questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. we, <pose. laughs>
0: we might actually not <laughs> create more questions <laughs> than we answer with our podcast. Yeah. Source check. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thinking I'm ready to wrap it up. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to uh, go over. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired of listening to you guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me turn off Corey's mic real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh Corey, you got any final thoughts?
1: Don't get ra- po- raccoon poop in your eye. That is my new greatest fear. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Mine's uh, when you see cavities in deadwood, check it out. Give it a knock. Listen to it, especially. Would you say March to July? Kind of this time of year. Uh, inspect it because it really sucks to eject something from their home. Yeah.
4: yeah. That's it. On a similar note, uh, pit. As much attention to birds as the trees. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, I like that. Yep, yep. And other critters. Yeah. But if you're looking for birds, you you might find some other critters too. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I think I'm gonna uh
0: just be kind of thinking about wildlife trees and kind of making it into art, kind of functional art next time I make a wildlife tree. Yeah. I we kind of already do that just by trying to mimic a top, but uh you know, I'm gonna start thinking about how I can take it to that next level.
3: Yeah, I'm stoked on that.
0: That was really cool. Yeah. Inspired by wildfire. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the wildfire snags. Nice. And uh with that I'll say stay safe and uh keep it squirrely.